Hey all and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank. In this episode, I'm going to be joined by Scott. He's a moderator at our Discord and a frequent guest at this point. This episode, we're trying something a little bit new because it's the Thanksgiving week and a lot of our guys are basically out of the office, right? Spending time with their family and friends the way they should be doing Thanksgiving. So me and Scott are taking this episode to do a deep dive over the timeline of Twitter and Elon Musk. This is a little bit new, a little bit of a different way of things of doing things. Let us know what you guys think. On Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, we also have a little bit more of a normal Geek Freaks coming out. We're going over three different topics then, so hopefully you guys will enjoy that one as well. Starting in December, we're going to be doing our tournament brackets for the Geeky Awards. So we're going to be competing for Best Game of the Year, Best TV Show, Best Movie, also the worst things, you know, worst villain, uh, some of the best. That's one of our favorite categories. Different things like that. So please come hang out with us on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, uh, Hive. We're over on Hive now too. Just having fun over there as well. So come hang out with us. We'll be doing polls and stuff like that to kind of share those. And we also have a brand new uh, newsletter coming out later this week. So sign up for that now so that you guys can get access to it. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. Please give us your feedback on this one. We really want to know what you guys think of this different format. It's harder, but we also think it's way more informative. Let us know what you think. It could be a whole new show. I don't know. <laughs> Have fun. All right, we're going to be moving on. We're going to be talking about Twitter today and some of the Elon Musk issues, which we already know. This is going to be getting comments and stuff like that. We've already had back and forth and stuff like that over, over this. How does Twitter rank with you on your social media calendar? Like, who, are you mostly a Facebook guy? What are you, what are you doing? Um, I mean, you know, I've I've been through the stages. I started out on MySpace, Classic. Uh, and I went to Facebook. Um, you know, I'm always late to the scene, right? Like people had went to Facebook, <laughs> and I was still fucking around on MySpace. Yeah. So I was like, all right, it's I guess I gotta work, go guys, on Facebook I promise. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you know, uh, Twitter came out, and I I mean, I didn't get on Twitter for years. I just finally yeah. got on there what two and a half years ago, something like that. Has it already been two and a half years? Um, yeah. So I've. Uh, maybe two two years, something like yeah. that. Um, but either way, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty new to Twitter, but it did become my main social media. I mean, yeah. like I have an Instagram. I don't use it. Um, I get on my Facebook every you know, every little while. I still check it, but but I I definitely don't spend any time on it. Yeah, for myself, Twitter's my number one as well. I just I think Facebook's too bloated. Instagram, I don't like that it's only pictures. Because I like to actually type things, and I think I'm funny. So, right, yeah. you know, that's where I could do all my, my fun jokes is over on the Twitters. And uh, and there hasn't been a real replacement for me that I found great success in either. TikTok, yes, but TikTok's kind of half a social media company. I know that everybody's like, oh, TikTok's where it's at anyways. It's like, yeah, if you make videos all the time, it's not really a typing things out kind of thing. I don't think it's going to be. I don't see you wanting to be on TikTok much as a creator. You're more likely to just watch yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, well, when I was um, when I was an Uber driver, uh, you know, TikTok was a nice little quick entertainment like, oh, well, you know, I'm just waiting between, for a ride. Yeah. I'll pop up TikTok, right? Because it's something you can open, watch for a couple minutes and then close because, oh, I have something else to do. Um, but yeah, like me, you know, we won't go into it, but, you know, I like to talk on social media. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make like. I'm not going to sit there and make videos like debating people or anything uh, or Which responding to people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It just feels cringy to me. I yeah. couldn't see myself doing it. Yeah. Uh, Lot so props to those who, who can, Yeah, but you know, I, yeah, I like to, I like to be able to type and you know, the, the comment section <laughs> in uh TikTok is not, not doing it for me. So my current thing right now, just a kind of a side thing. Uh, about a year ago, we did um, Luis versus Hercules. It's Luis from Enchanted, or from uh, whatever, from, uh, uh, yeah, from Disney, and versus Hercules. And she won outright big time. And in recent days, because TikTok changed the algorithm, people are seeing older content more than they did before. And a bunch of bros are coming out like, Hercules wouldn't win to, or lose to a girl. There's a bunch of that going on right now. Oh, wow. Uh... And so it's like, guys, first off, Hercules is a freaking cartoon. We're talking about the cur cartoon Hercules. You don't have to defend him with your last breath. He's fine. And then it's just like, you guys are a good year late on this conversation. So 
nobody you're commenting to cares, except for one person who actually was defending Luis, has gone back to the video and is like trying to counter every dude with their own opinion. And it's just like, I can't believe how much conversation is going on over Hercules and Luis. Luisa, I think her name is. It's just... Uh, yeah, you know, ca cartoon versus cartoon. I mean... Yeah, it was just to be fun. <laughs> and, yeah, let, let know, people man. have their fun. It's whatever. one of our biggest videos, too, so it's got a, it's got a good-sized audience and a bunch of angry dudes that are like, Hercules is strong. <laughs> okay, <laughs> calm down. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Sorry the cartoons have... have challenged your fragile manhood <laughs> it's shattered guys um we're gonna be charting over the timeline of musk and twitter starting with basically him taking over and discussing it along the way okay so we're gonna do that first uh we're gonna start off with october 27th which god was not very long ago <laughs> so much yeah, has it happened. hasn't been long it hasn't even been a month yet this should be what week three so yeah. We're going to be using uh, a CNET article that will be in the description. It's also in our Discord. Remember, guys, the headlines tab is where all our sources are at. Uh, but on October 27th, Musk takes over Twitter and fires the executive. He fires CEO Par uh, Parag Argwal and CFO Ned Siegel and uh, Mr. Gade. I'm going to go with Mr. Gade because I'm not sure the first name, how to say that. This move kind of made, made sense to me. We see Musk kind of want to run, be the face of the company every time, be the big CEO. This was just kind of like what I expected from him. What do you think? I'm I'm just going to make an observation. Elon Musk is currently the CEO of three different companies, right? At least, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, CEO is not that hard of a job because <laughs> you can do it three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but moving on. Um, I've watched Succession. You're right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because they'll, they'll, they'll give it to yeah, a, yeah, they'll yeah. give it to freaking Tom at some point, and it's like no, okay, we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody's yeah, exactly. better than like, <laughs> um, well, which I I will say um does bring another question because there were concerns about Musk being the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX at the same time. Um, did he have time for both? Was there there were some challenges to maybe he shouldn't be CEO of Tesla at one point. Yeah. This was a few years back. So now that he is effectively the CEO of three companies, you know, will that affect the confidence of the Tesla board? We'll, we'll have to see. I have Tesla stocks. By. They got kicked in the face. I'm going to tell you that much right now. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely seen that. We look at October 28th, Twitter to form content moderation council. This is kind of a big point for Elon Musk because he wanted this to be a freedom speech. Freedom of speech platform is his big uh, standing or his big focal point on this. Uh, so the moderation council is going to be basically in lieu of just a couple of people saying yes or no to, to who could be on the platform. That's what he's trying to sell. I think a moderation council is actually a very good idea and should be something that was implemented on pretty much all social media accounts. I mean, it depends on like who who's in this moderation council. Fair. He says it's going to be well. <laughs> His statement is that it's going to be widely diverse viewpoints so that there this great vision of a, like a, a Roman Senate that's like calmly discussing things. But you know what, you know what the Roman Senate did to Caesar? So maybe that's what we need to see happen. Just just set standards. Right. Like. Every game has a term of service. Every app has a term of service uh, or terms of service. Uh, and, you know, just set standards and hold people by them. So you're saying this moderation council is too many gray areas then instead of just black and white I, rules. I, I think, yeah, I mean, first of all, who's on this council? Who yeah. decides who's on this council? Musk. Because it, it sounds like it's it's like, oh, look, we're going to do it like a democracy. But really, who's in charge? Elon Musk is in charge. All, everyone on this council's job, it depends on Elon Musk. So it, it doesn't matter. This council does not matter. It's all what Elon Musk wants. I mean, we've already seen if Elon Musk wants someone banned, they get banned. Yeah. So what does your council matter? So really, it's just a figurehead. You don't think that's actually being used at all, really? No, I, I think it's bullshit. I, I think it is just Elon Musk trying to appease people because he's he's made so many promises to so many people about what Twitter is going to be. And now he has no fucking clue what he's doing to give an idea of the effect that something's having. We don't necessarily know what it is. I know a lot of people complain about losing followers, 
we've lost a, about 30, a little over 30 followers since Musk has taken over in, in a month. Not a big deal, right? We, we, we have a Twitter. We have a pretty large audience, I think. And so the idea that we're losing some bots is what I'm assuming is fine by me because I'd rather have people that are actually engaging more so than people that are just hanging out. I'm not sure if that's from like changing the algorithm, going after bots, or if that's this moderation council is just going ham on people. We generally don't follow by people who post controversial statements. So I wouldn't say it's that. I think it's mostly just them going after bots, but they are definitely putting a heavy hand on things that they weren't putting on before. You know, with the things that I follow on Twitter, every, every once in a while I'd see, oh, I just lost thousands of followers overnight. What's going on? They're censoring me. Um, which is not, you would, you would see, uh, reports that Twitter has just done, you know, one of their routine, you know, bot cleaning basically. Um, so it's just like you, you lost a lot of bot followers and you're mad about it uh, because your follower account is down because that's what everyone cares about. It's all about engagement, (laughs) not the number. And, and it turned to this big thing. So yeah, I mean, I don't think he has really changed anything with the bot detection or anything. So. Mm If you lost 30 followers, it may have been bots. Um, it may have been there are people who have just deleted their Twitter accounts. Yeah. It could have been some of that too. I've been personally messaged by a couple of them, which hey, you know, it's your choice. You do what you want to do, who have said, Hey Frank, you know, we're gonna be leaving now. I hope to be hook up with you on Facebook or Instagram. And so we make sure to exchange Facebook and Instagram information. Uh, we met through Twitter, which I think we'll talk about that later on, but I think that's its biggest strength. And uh so there is definitely some of that going on too, where people have just like straight up left. All right, so let's move on to October 29th. Twitter battles a surge in racist slurs. Yule Roth, who is the head of safety and integrity, said a quote, uh, bottom line up front, Twitter's policies haven't changed. Uh, Hateful conduct has no place here. And we're taking steps to put a stop to an organized effort to make people think we have. Two things in that statement. First off, again, the policies haven't changed. These are the rules. Mustn't come in and rewrite the terms of service. This is what they are. And they're so they're enforcing them. But they're also saying that people are out here pushing the narrative that uh, Twitter gave up on stopping racial slurs. Is that kind of a problem, too? We're kind of fighting a battle on two fronts. People are trolling on both sides. There have been studies, um, some analy- you know, analysts that have uh, pointed out that pretty much, I mean, within 24 hours of, you know, let that sink in. Yeah. Um, when Elon Musk showed up with a sink at Twitter headquarters, <laughs> yeah, there was a spike in in the usage of you know racist um, derogatory language. Yeah, it it happened. Now whether those people were banned or suspended, I I don't know. I I haven't confirmed that. Uh, but we did see a spike. People felt empowered to say all the things they felt they couldn't say on Twitter before. Not everybody, but obviously some people were. Going back just a sec to our content moderation council, uh, Elon Musk had tweeted, no major content decisions or account reinstatements will happen before that council convenes. Now, if you've been paying attention to Twitter, I don't know when you're hearing this episode, but just yesterday, um, a pretty big account was reinstated based on the results of a just vote on Musk's Twitter page. Which are going to get to another one right now. (laughs) Are Musk's followers the content moderation council now? I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Which, yeah, that, that changes things too. He does things a lot by votes, including on October 30th, when he toys with the idea of bringing back Vine and he, he messes around with the idea of changing how the check marks work. Well, go into the check marks because that's a whole other beast. But Vine is owned by Twitter, owned by Twitter. It was that like six second version of TikTok, basically. Um, I actually think this should be brought back personally. I do want Vine back. I think that's a really good idea. Would you watch Vines? Did you watch Vines back in the day? Um, I didn't really watch Vines. Uh, my girlfriend would show me Vines, you know, yeah. and they were inescapable on the internet, right? right. Like you always saw Vines and Joe was uh, my YouTube big Vine source. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. YouTube was full of like Vine compilation. You oh know, my so you would just see like a and million, now you know, these ones. are the funniest ones from this month. Um, yeah. you know, obviously, uh, everybody's getting into this kind of, I guess, I don't know, micro video blogging or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, you know, we've got the YouTube, what YouTube shorts, the uh, Facebook reels, you know, so it's definitely, you know, TikTok's changing how the way they do things. Uh, YouTube's changing the way they do things with it. So it's definitely popular. I mean, at what point does the market become too saturated, right? I mean, because Facebook Reels is pretty garbage, to be honest. You know, like I've I've been around it. It's mostly trolls just trying to maximize views with these just bad trends that are going on. Yeah, the most clickbait thing possible to make sure they those. Yeah, clicks. you know, like I've I've seen a number of videos where it's like. I can't believe I caught this on camera and yeah. it'll just be like them staring at a sidewalk and nothing happens. Yes. Yeah. Right. Nothing ever happens. And, and you watch it three times cause you're like, well, what did they catch? You know, like, and then what they caught was your view. <laughs> oh, dun, dun. that's it. Nothing happens. They didn't catch shit, but they got you to watch the video three times and Facebook sees that. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and that's what Facebook reels is. It's, it's very little actual content um you know i think i think youtube shorts is doing better it's doing pretty well yeah 2.5 billion active users right now yeah you know well i don't know who watches facebook reels they might have great numbers but it ain't for good content okay it's all yeah it's like clickbait but in video form yeah the uh as for active users for the that form of media which you know i check them out often currently youtube shorts is number one 2.5 active billion users billion users uh, TikTok is just shy of two billion, and then below that somewhere is like Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels era, era region. And so the YouTube ones. Matter of fact, I just boy, I got so many comments on this one. I put up about Chris um, Chris Hemsworth taking a break, and in the thing, I'm reading verbatim from the articles that I'm using as sources, and people are like, "This isn't disease," like calling me out. So then I'm like, "Here's the freaking article. Here's the exact quote." Like <laughs> just. Follow along, guys. We have sources on this so that you don't get all pissy about stuff. If you read, you wouldn't be so mad. But, I mean, I'm not going to talk smack about people watching my videos. Have fun. <laughs> Next up, we have the checkmark dilemma. Rumors start busting out that Elon Musk is going to charge 20 bucks a month to get that checkmark. The idea is that uh, you, uh, Twitter Blue, which we've ha- I have toyed with us using for our account, so I'm not saying anything bad about that part of it, would be $20 a month and you would get a checkmark out of it. Of course, there was a whole bunch of stink about this and like just kind of fast forward a little bit. We have Stephen King who's like, ah, you should be paying me. And so then Elon Musk responds to him directly saying, how about $8 a month? And that's the new plan is to go $8 a month. I personally think the greatest value of Twitter is those check marks before because it takes a person who's just in this crowd of people chatting and says, hey, that's actually the person you guys know or... Hey, that's actually a news source that reports on things and has legitimacy. You might want to listen to them a little bit more. And then we kind of focus on the verified accounts a little bit more as a place to start and have conversation, like start conversations in kind of a meeting place. When everybody can get those, it takes away the legitimacy or even the the care to look at verified accounts. Um, We have accounts, including myself, that will like actively like unfollow people who just buy the, you know, trolls that are buying the checkmark at this point. How, what, is, what is the importance of that verified account? Do you find that verified checkmark meaning something important to you? To a point, you know, um, you know, obviously I, I follow some, I, I follow uh, uh, just random people, um, yeah. you know, politicians, writers, actors, uh, you know, whatever, whoever interests me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, if, if I were to follow somebody thinking uh, that, you know, whatever, this is, uh, Stephen King, right? Stephen, we'll go back to Stephen King, um, which I do follow Stephen King, um, you know, and it wasn't actually Stephen King, you know, I mean, I guess it is what it is, right? Like you can never be sure. Um, and you should never just like take things you see on social media as, as, you know, fact. Yeah. Do your own research, I say, but you know, I, I, you know, of course, doing your own research is objectively questionable um, because you can always find biased, you know, sources, yeah. but it is what it is. Um, you know, if Stephen King says something, I would like to know that it is actually Stephen King um, or at least someone using his account representing him. Otherwise, you run into some problems I'm sure we're going to get into in a minute. 
let's go ahead and continue moving on. So uh, on the 31st, the main thing that happens there is that he dissolves the board. The CEO is officially removed or resigns. And then the next day, the uh, chief customer officer, uh, Sarah Parsonet, also leaves. So we're losing some high-end people that kind of maintain the status quo around Twitter are starting to leave. And on November 1st, we're actually hearing it from Musk, not rumors, that he's thinking about changing the verification. On November 2nd, we hear that Musk is planning on laying off half the workforce. What is that environment like at Twitter? I, I've, I've gone through this before at one of my last workplaces where we knew that they were going to be laying off half of our division, our department. And uh, I mean, there were I was sitting there working and next to me, people are crying because they're they're doing this thing where they're like calling in people one at a time into the office to say, hey, so you would be sitting there and like, oh, I just had lunch with Jerry. And then all of a sudden Jerry's name gets called out by the boss. He gets up and steps away and he's like, fuck, Jerry just lost his job. And then Jerry comes back, grabs his things, tears in his eyes and goes to his car. Then you hear Tom's name. And it was just like, it was terrifying. And to think people are going through that right now, Twitter, I just feel so bad for them. It's just such a terrible environment to work in right now. Right. I don't know what it looks like. I haven't, I haven't spoken within, you know, these people. Yeah. You know, I think most of them are fortunate enough that to have known um, and realized that it was coming. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're smart enough to know that if Elon Musk ended up getting the company and it, and uh, you know, it was going to be like this so far. I think we've seen a lot of, solidarity from Twitter employees, a lot of them just have resigned on their own. They're not, they just don't want to work for him. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and they don't want to work for someone who will just come in and start firing their coworkers willy nilly, because that's what it is, right? He doesn't, he doesn't know what a lot of these people do. He doesn't know if they're even any good at their jobs. He's just, he's just going in and, and firing people for the sake of firing people. Um, and, and so far, I think we've seen a lot of Twitter employees are just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you, dude. You know, like, yeah, I, I'm sure there is still a lot of people who were like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I can hang on, you know, I really like my job or whatever it may be. You know, there's, there's definitely going to be some sad stories that come, come out of this, but hopefully enough of them knew what was coming that, you know, they've, they've made the proper arrangements, you know, they've, they've looked to the future. And maybe they've they already been looking for a new job or something. And for those that are still in the, this is before the layoffs actually happened. But in the next couple of days after this, more and more people are reporting that the environment around the office has changed greatly. This is a very much a, a West Coast Silicon Valley kind of company. In that you have days off for mental health leave. They're um they're you're able to work from home as long as you stay as productive as you would be working in the office. Things like that, like things that like balancing work-life culture is very big in this area. Um, I, I've experienced it here in this, in this region. I live, you know, relatively close to exactly where the Twitter account, uh, offices are. And, and so that's a big thing. And they're cutting back on all that. They're, they're cutting down any kind of mental health days or stuff like that. They're cutting down on what they call, I think it was called free time or something like that. And later on, we hear that they're forcing everybody to work in office. Uh, this is part of his, he's trying to save, he says a billion dollars in infrastructure and so there might be some additional costs in having somebody remove or work remotely he's trying to cut down on all those things there's also a class action lawsuit that's filed at this point too for the uh workers adjustment and retaining notification or the i'm sorry for violating the federal workers adjustment and retaining notification act but we have a long time before that's ever going to come to fruition so i wouldn't lean on that as um as anything that's going to happen really we do have musk on november 4th though reporting a massive drop in revenue. And he's claiming this is because of people on Twitter complaining about everything on Twitter. So ad companies are leaving, but I think that's mostly because like, look, you guys, you mess with the most valuable thing. It's the verified check mark. I think there's a lot of factors that, that go into these decisions. Obviously um, there's just the public backlash, right? You know, companies have, have they're, they're, they're just like, well, we, <laughs> we don't need Twitter advertisement that bad then. You know, we'll just get out now before something worse happens. I think it is really a it's a, pre a preventative maintenance sort of thing. You know, they're just get out while the getting's good. It's kind of like it's kind of like it's looking bad to put more money into Twitter right now. Like our, our best bet is to not show that we're backing up with the things that Twitter is currently standing for. You don't want to be held, you know, connected to anything that gets said on there yeah. at this point. 
by November 6th, we already have people starting to use paid check marks. Uh, Dorsey finally freaking steps in, the guy that invented Twitter. Uh, he says, quote, I own the responsibility for uh, why everyone is in this situation. I grew the company size too quickly. I apologize for that. He also endorsed the idea of Musk buying the company back in May. So keep that in mind before you go taking this. Or I'm sorry, April. And then with the with the new verifications that are going out, impersonators who impersonate specifically Musk really are getting kicked off the thing that you have to say that you're an impersonate or you're a parody account uh, to not be kicked off for impersonating somebody else. Now, we've seen this a lot even before the verifications come out. People would try to like, oh, look, at I'm Oreo official and, you know, make a joke as if they're Oreo. I follow TikTokers that do that. <laughs> right. It's just for fun. It's just like a joke thing. It's part of free speech as well. So I will say that that's kind of the point of why Musk is trying to push this. But I don't think there's anything really wrong with impersonating anybody when any person with like. You should check your sources anyways. Anybody can see when somebody's a fake account. I mean, it's not that hard to do. I mean, I've I've seen some pretty good ones, you know, like using an an I in place of an L or something. Yeah. Because obviously, like, uh, what's her name? What was what's the comedian Kathy Griffin, right? That's her name. Mm-hmm. You know, she impersonated Musk, but I mean, her at Kathy Griffin was still there. You know, exactly. Um, but I have seen some that were a little a little more you know a little trickier. Like they might be E capital I, you know, Elon Musk. Uh, you know, so there's, there's still ways to look more legit than you, than you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, obviously if you are making any sort of investigation, you'll be like, oh, well, I know Elon Musk has literally millions of followers and this person has fucking five, you know? Yeah. So this is obviously not Elon Musk. The blue check mark does mean something. I know there's, Hey, there's plenty of like E-lister people in the world. I mean, you know, all you had to do was run for federal office right you you got a blue check mark under the rules for you know political um you know public officials you didn't have to win no one even had to vote for you but you get a blue check mark because of this you know random standard that was important until people took advantage of it really verified journalists too have that we we have we have yeah, friends with journalists. journalists have it. Yeah. We we do, we've dealt with quite a few journalists through what we do because we are, share the news. So we you know, journalists are the, kind of our sources for the most part, and so we've had conversations with them and, and our now Twitter friends with them, and um, they're not famous. You probably don't even know their names. But they work very hard for you. <laughs> you don't know that, um, but but yeah, they're they, they get those check marks because of the and that is very useful on my part as somebody who deals with journalists a lot. Is I like, okay, so you at least are at that point to where I can kind of trust you this much. Not all the way, but you're the first step of verification. <laughs> That's because I know you at least have that check mark. Now I'm just like, oh, or you have eight bucks in your pocket. That helps too. <laughs> yeah. I could get on Twitter and call myself Tom Brokaw and, and pretend that I'm a retired journalist with sources at different news companies, you know. I'd follow you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I like Tom Brokaw back me in too. the day. Yeah, me too. Well, you know, Eli Lilly, uh, blue check mark says insulin's free. Yeah. And Eli Lilly is like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do we do? Insulin's not free. And then the question is, well, why isn't it free? Cause the guy who invented it made it free, but, um, you know, so and their yeah, stocks I mean, these, plummeted. All these that, check marks the, do matter. The end story of that is that their stocks plummeted after that. And they've been yeah, really yeah, since then. pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. Bring up, I did want to bring up, you know, looking at the bands. Obviously, yeah, Elon Musk uh, was being impersonated. I've seen impersonation accounts that weren't banned, yeah. but Elon Musk impersonation accounts got banned real quick. I saw one, right, because they outlined this rule of like you have to state that you're a parody account, uh, blah, blah, blah. So the H3H or the H3 podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the host i don't know his name i'm bad with names he made a parody account like his banner said like this is a parody account um you know but he made an elon musk parody account it was a clearly labeled parody account um and he still got banned yeah it's because he was too big <laughs> that's that's the other problem that we, nobody's we talking get about back to <laughs> you know we were talking about earlier i say you set a standard and you hold people by the expectations of that standard. There is no standard. I mean, they put, there is a rule about impersonating accounts, 
And then he tweeted his own little thing about you have to explicitly state your parody account. But we've seen that following those rules can still get you banned. Yeah. Moving on, we've got November 9th. Uh, we have, this has already been a few days into the, the just stories coming out about how bad the check marks are going. Musk tries to assure, reassure advertisers that, hey, we're going to figure out the check mark thing. Don't worry. Doesn't matter. A lot of them are having issues. We do see companies, you know, sunset their accounts, basically freeze them and not use them and moving on to other places. Um, that's on November 9th. And then on the 10th, uh, we see that Musk bans the remote working that we talked about before, warns his employees that the company could be bankrupt soon. And with he kind of got an argument with, the, um, I think it was a senator, and um, went back and forth, and now is kind of at risk of getting a bunch of FTC filings against him, a bunch of fines. They're already kind of like targeting a lot of other companies for other things that are not great. But there, there's an agreement amongst or with the United States and Twitter, I think it was back in 2010 or whatever, to kind of have a moderation standard and they're clearly not following it anymore. And so the congressman told him like, if you don't solve this problem with your companies, Congress will do it for you. And he backed off pretty hard after that. I think that was a nice little kick in the pants <laughs> for him to kind of like, Oh snap. Um, okay. I I think, you know, um, Elon Musk is going to end up having um, what I'm calling a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Um, and it's probably going to happen too late. Um, you know, because he is contrary to what people may think, you know, he didn't buy Twitter with his own money. Some of it was his money. A big chunk of it was his money, but he also has investors invested in Twitter. Twitter is now saddled with, I think it's a $12 billion debt due to this deal. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Twitter is now, Twitter now holds more debt than it has value at this point. He's he's like, whatever, if it goes bankrupt, I'll just claim it on my taxes, basically. I know. Um, and worry about his collaboration with Jack Dorsey uh, to make a new social media yeah. program. It's frustrating because for $1 billion, you could have backed out of this thing. Like, you would have saved so much money if you just backed out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that would have been his best bet. And he... He decided, oh, no, I'm going to do it. And I don't think he can save Twitter. Um, you know, he there's too many behind the scenes things that are going on. It's not just, you know, how many people are on Twitter. Yeah, there's plenty of people on Twitter, but Twitter's not making any money. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You can have a billion people on Twitter. If it's not making any money and can't pay its debt payments, then none of it matters. And Twitter wasn't about like getting rich. Like we see. I personally see that through Facebook, like Facebook, you could tell is about trying to make money because my God, there are so many freaking ads and it's, it's just over overcrowded with them when Twitter has ads for sure. But for the most part, I'm seeing my friends post, I'm, I'm talking to friends on there. And so that shows the company was trying to like, almost like break even. It feels like they weren't trying to milk me for every, every penny that I've got. And I think that Facebook does. And Elon Musk thinks that they, he can make it Facebook, I think, which I'm not using Facebook a lot because of that. I am now I'm, I'm working on that, but I, I primarily don't care about Facebook because of that. Yeah. I mean, if, if Twitter starts to look by, like Facebook, I mean, I'd probably just go back to Facebook. Yeah. Like, right. You already... At that point. I mean, I can, I can do more on Facebook than I can do on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Moving on real quick. So November 11th, we have the Twitter blue subscriptions are vanishing. This is obviously after the chaos that we've been talking about. Um, and then on the 12th, the day after that, Thousands of contracted employees are terminated. So uh, according to Axios and CNBC, 4,400 of Twitter's roughly 5,500 5, uh, contractors uh, were affected by layoffs. They didn't respond to the, the comments at all, but this we've heard about this. I mean, this is a massive layoff. They later on bring back, we're going to talk about it, we could talk about it later on, but they bring back some people because they kind of just laid off without really shoring up because he wants to put in new features. So if you're going to put in new features, who are you going to have to do that? You've laid off most of the company. <laughs> you need people to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, uh, well, he does he bring was, back He was bringing in staff from Tesla and, and SpaceX. <laughs> he was, he was basically importing staff to try and figure things out. And then I guess they don't know anything. Yeah, about I guess Twitter's just, a whole different beast. Yeah. So I guess then they were like, okay, I guess we have to call some people back. Hey, do you want to come work for Twitter again, yeah. please? <laughs> 
By the way, uh, something that's not here, um, there's an internal version of Twitter that's a Twitter that's just for the employees. It's already broken. Like, it already broke, and it can't be brought back. Or it's not being brought back because the employees that maintain Twitter are gone. So the internal Twitter is already broken, and it's just a matter of time. Mm. If things don't change, that it'll happen to the main one. So keep that in mind. We're heading towards that. On November 13th, I remember this was a big deal amongst us, SpaceX buys major bad ad space on Twitter. So that's how you solve the problem. If you lose advertisers, you just be the advertisers too. Oh, so easy. <laughs> you know, hey, guys, we figured it out. I wonder what sort of like antitrust laws, maybe that's not the right term, but, you know, I, I feel like there's probably something wrong there. <laughs> yeah. That governments are going to be like, uh, I don't know if you could prop up your company with your other company that's uh, heavily funded by government SpaceX, subsidies. Exactly. It has a lot of government you. money in it. Okay. So right now, your tax dollars are propping up Twitter. Yeah. On the 14th, Musk, this is at the uh, G20 summit in Bali. Uh, Musk says that he wants to expand its video format on Twitter, making long form videos uh, a prominent thing. I personally would love to see that because we do a lot of video content with advertising our podcast. Also, I like to share a lot of videos of like, hey, this is the coolest clip ever. And it's like Thanos, the clip or whatever. So supporting more video content is always a good thing. I think this is something that actually Twitter should have brought in earlier. Again, Elon Musk does come up with gems. It's just that he points and says that needs to happen now and expects people to make it happen for free. That's the problem. This is a good idea. It's just that you fired 4,400 employees and you had to put it in place. I think with media, social media, whatever you want to call YouTube and TikTok, yeah. uh, whether it's social media or something else, um, you know, people like options. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, we've, we've had like Facebook Live. Uh, Facebook has had, you know, you can, you know, vlog on Facebook or whatever. It just wasn't as clean, as intuitive as Twitter could be because Twitter is still pretty clean and intuitive. Um, so I think people like options. And video is obviously a popular one, as long as you do it in a, a way that doesn't take away from that clean, intuitive approach Twitter has always had. Moving on to the next thing, workers on November 14th start getting fired for talking smack about Elon Musk in their company, Slack. I mean, honestly, I don't blame him in a lot of ways because it's like, he's talking smack to about the boss, that makes sense. But it just kind of is another bell rung on the whole, like, what happened to freedom of speech? Um, but yes, this this does technically violate company <laughs> policy, so it does kind of make sense that they would get fired. I mean, in, in all honesty. On November 16th, this is very recent now, Musk demands hardcore work culture, and he's this is where he's kind of really leaning in on this idea, like, everybody has to work in the office, this is the way it is, and the employees are not happy about it. He's calling this Twitter 2.0, which, you know, it's just, you remove so much of the reason people work there. So it doesn't help for you to do that. On November 17th, this was a bad, I mean, this is my birthday actually, but it was a bad day in a lot of ways. Uh, Twitter users fear the end. Musk look, uh, locks the office doors saying that he's not going to open up until Monday. So this was on a Friday. So it wasn't going to open up until Monday. A lot of the employees start taking severances instead of working with um, this new two, Twitter 2.0. People are like, I'll just quit and find new places. And we see that senators are wanting to investigate. So the as a tw avid Twitter user, the environment that was on Twitter over this day and the next coming days was like, I don't know if it's going to be on tonight. So please, guys, if, if you want to still hang out, this is where I'll be. It was a lot of that. And it felt sad and desperate on, on Twitter where a lot of people were like, look, it, you know, there are these trolls out there. Uh, we're not going to kind of, you know, whatever. There's these trolls out there on Twitter. They're like, oh, what's up, guys? You guys thought Twitter was going to be gone. and It's still up. We're not talking about those people. We're also not talking about the people who are like, I'm out. Musk bought this. I'm leaving. We're not talking about those either. We're talking about the people who enjoy Twitter for what it is, made friends here and are connecting with them and not sure if they can connect with these same people through the same format anymore, same platform. So they're like reaching out like, hey, I'm, in, I'm making a Facebook account right now. Or, hey, I'm, I'm, this is my email. If you guys want to email me and just like connect again, because they didn't know if the hub, their home was going to be there that evening. And that went on for a couple of days. It was pretty shaky. The, the future of Twitter is, is extremely uncertain as of today. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't particularly see any of that. Um, although my, my Twitter circles are different than yours. Right. Of course. Yeah. 
you know, and, and, you know, thinking about it now, I mean, like, you know, I found a, a reporter in Ukraine, you know, a journalist, uh, and I've been following him a lot, you know, keeping up to date on, on the situation there. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know where else to reach him. If, if Twitter were to shut down yeah. tomorrow, um, must ask engineers to come in to the office. These are for like these random weird interviews he's doing. So he says, you all need to be here by 2 PM. I'm going to be in the office until midnight and then I'll be here in the morning. You guys basically have to come in proving you guys know how to code. You have to show me evidence of coding. And these are like re-interviewing all his engineers. A lot of the younger guys, younger people do, but there are a lot of engineers and a lot of coders that are like, I'm good, bro. I don't want to deal with you and didn't come back. And he, of course, was taking a bunch of selfies with the ones that did come back. It's like, okay, whatever, man. You know how he is. He's just got to make the the Elon Musk fans happy. It is baffling to even see someone say some shit like this and then be like, what do you mean you don't like that? You don't want to do this. I mean, the man was literally saying like, we're going to come back to Twitter and we're going to wake work 80 hour work weeks yeah. and no Twitter's not paying for free lunches anymore. Oh, that's right. And no, you're not getting mental health days or any of this stuff. Like basically we're going to take all of the work life balance things and get rid of them. Yeah. You're now going to just come work for me all the time to make, you know, make Twitter great again. Um, and <laughs> you know, like that's, and, and, um, that's really exciting. Right. Yeah. Or, or you can be a bitch and I, you can take your three months of severance pay and quit. Yeah. And the majority of them pick the severance pay. And he's like baffled by this. Bro, most people don't want to work in, in conditions like that. Mm-hmm. That's just, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I've worked places like that and it was <laughs> terrible. Okay. I've worked 80 hours a week at one job for no overtime. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll never do that again. I was a much younger person then. I mean, I was like 21. Okay. So it was like, yeah, I'm making $9 an hour, 80 hours a week. That's tons of money. Um, I would never do that shit again. That's ridiculous. And these are tech people. Okay. These are uh, people that can go out and get a job anywhere in the world. Especially those who you know, work in this not, environment. It's not like this they, is a yeah. low demand job. No, they're, they're and, definitely and, in the wind and, for this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, and, and he, uh, he seems genuinely confused by it. And it's probably yeah. because he's a man who's never actually had to work in his life. My dad's company. Personally, my dad, that is my belief. Yeah. His, his company uh, has, partnered together with uh, the Tesla company on a few projects. And so he has to go to the factory to kind of go over like blueprints or whatever, you know? And he, he's told me about like when you're in that company, when you're talking to the management in the Tesla plants, it is so much worry and mess over like, he might just say something and we have to, for example, there's a story told me, I think I told you where they bought this whole new line of bots to help build a part of the Tesla, whatever, you know, whatever part. He just didn't like the way they looked. And so he said, no, don't do those. Do the different thing. And the bots are sitting there brand new along one of the walls, just sitting there wasting space and money. And it's just because he had this wild idea that like, I don't like the fact that they're fucking blue or something and had them <laughs> replaced. And so the manager of the company who's trying to keep costs down is like, or, you know, whoever's managing that plant is like, what do we do with that? How, do, how are you supposed to predict your plans when you have somebody so erratic? We are getting a worldwide stage version of that with Twitter right now. This is somebody who went into an office like you gave a kid the mayor key. Like, hey, you're mayor for the day. Let's see what you do. And all of a sudden he makes like dog parks for everybody. Like, that's what we're seeing. We're having a guy right now that's like making ice cream for everybody, the law. And it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It is very, it's wild. Um, And apparently they, he, they, they, after this event, when so many people just were like, okay, I'm out. Um, and yeah, he's talking about doing these wild interviews. Yeah. Um, they, they kicked everyone out of the building and locked the doors. Such a and childish the, thing to uh, do. <laughs> the reason that I have seen floating around is that they're actually worried about sabotage. Really? They're worried that some Twitter, yeah, some Twitter employees 
I mean, this is a rumor. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I don't know what Elon Musk is thinking um, because I'm not in his brain. But the room, the rumor I have seen is that uh, they're concerned about rogue Twitter employees sabotaging things on the way out. So they just they just push them all out of the building. And I think I, I heard he literally chained the door as symbolism of we're closed right now. Did he put like a so sign Twitter like no girls been... allowed on the outside? <laughs> yeah, and he's got like, he's just him and his friends man, drinking sodas club. inside. Yeah. We're going to yeah, watch Rugrats um, and you guys so, can't join us. That kind of thing. So, so, so as far as we can tell, Twitter has just been on with no, no employees for the, the last two or three days. State, as we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon, uh, the current state is that Twitter is in just free form right now it's just running off of the code that already exists no maintenance uh, we were just talking to kyle last night and he's like oh yeah twitter's still up i'm like yeah it's still up like a car with a brick on the gas pedal is still driving forward but <laughs> at some point it hits a wall or a cliff and we're waiting for that wall or cliff to happen like if once something happens like even a hacker gets in or whatever there's no maintenance to protect it All right, so that's basically caught you guys up to what's going on as of today. So, obviously, it's been a rocky road for Twitter. Going forward, you know, everybody's looking for what can happen to Twitter, what will happen, and is there another option? We've discussed this in depth on, on Discord, actually, one of these recent nights. What is it that you're seeking out of social media? I kind of miss the MySpace days, right? Like, like a I'm... page that's dedicated to you when people visit it? Yeah, like you had a page dedicated to you. You could custom it out. I mean, of course, nowadays, DMCA and all that. But, you know, but, you would, there were little music players you could put on. I had Pac-Man so, on mine. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, people could could show up and, and a song would play for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you could show them how emo you're feeling. Uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, Scott's page has a sad song playing. And is he okay? You know, like whatever. Um, or a love song. It's Ooh, all who's about, he interested in? And it's all about right? your top eight friends. Like that was the most dramatic thing. Because yes. we were high school. Yes. Like, what okay. the fuck, bro? Yeah, I went down to number three just because I talk shit. Like, come yeah, on. Like, I, I'm not on your top eight. Yeah. Like what? Bro, I haven't seen you in two years. What do you want? <laughs> I liked the customization, you know, the customization you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, that you had like your own little blog too, right? Like you could post, you know, little blogs, um, you know, like uh, something that I could share with people, um, and, and make mine, Yeah. you know, whereas Facebook didn't have that. You can't custom customize things. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of the same features, but it just didn't feel the same. Not that Twitter had so, that either. So it was just, yeah, Twitter doesn't space. have that either. Mm-hmm. I do like, you know, the, the way Twitter works is it, you you slowly you build this network you know yes. it's not as much suggested posts it's oh well you follow so and so here's posts from people they're following yeah uh maybe you'll be into that you know because you have some common interest or something retweeting is um, much more common or, too so it's it's less of hey here's a suggested post by us when somebody retweets it's more like here's a suggested post by scott which is like oh that has way more volition to me than some random dude or some algorithm suggesting something to me, Scott suggested it. And I know that Scott's probably suggesting right, yeah. something that is this leaning or that leaning, you know, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, you retweet things, uh, you see what your friends have commented on. Um, it's much more about connecting you to your network and building that network out. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I, I like to see a lot of just different sides of things at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I very much enjoy that about Twitter. Whereas I didn't get that with Facebook, you know, I mean, once I've friended my friends, I mean, yeah, there are those people that'll just, I guess, cruise Facebook accounts and send random friending invites, but I'm like, I don't know you. That sounds like torture. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's, there's, um, get a getting out there into the world that Twitter has that, that other social media hasn't had. Yeah. Give me a Twitter MySpace hybridization. I'd be down with that. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. And add, I think, I mean, add a TikTok feature to it. What the hell? That's obviously yeah. something people are wanting. And not the MySpace like it is today. Today's MySpace is trash. Yeah. And it's okay. really band heavy. I know Justin Timberlake bought the company at one point. I don't know if he does still own it. Um, I don't even know if Tom's there anymore, which is really all I care about. So if we can find Tom yeah, again. Tom, yeah. where are you at, Tom? 
That's what we need. We need Tom to make a new social media site. Save okay? us, because Tom. We, do have, we didn't. We didn't um, see how valuable you were before. Tom versus Elon, fight! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, briefly, I saw a lot of people like, oh, you know, Jack Dorsey is uh, developing a blue sky yeah. social or something like that. I think it's called. Um, but then we found out in collaboration with Elon Musk. Yes. <laughs> Only so it's like, which almost has my, my brain. Like, I mean, is Elon Musk intentionally trying to tank Twitter at I, this point? He does not do so 4D chess like that. There's no freaking chance. Uh, you know, so that his blue, you know, this blue sky social can do that much better when it comes out. Like, like the Twitter users will flock there. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in that man's brain. And you're right. I don't think he plans that far ahead. <laughs> I mean, yeah. who knows? Maybe Jack's playing Elon. He was like, you know what? You should buy Twitter because he knows like he'll run that shit into the ground and then my new company will be great. It, Jack yeah. might be playing 4D chess. That yeah. that would be oh god, what a good movie that would make. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> It's it's that new whatever the Facebook movie was. It's the sequel to that, basically. It's the the yeah, Dorsey the social versus, network part two. Dorsey Musk. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Dor the rise of Dorsey. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right, guys. We're gonna end it there, but I want you guys to head over to all of our social media, including Twitter, which we are still very active on, and let us know uh, what is it you are wanting out of social media. What is it that you seek? Like for me personally, it's discoverability. Like I like to be able to, like you're saying, spread my network and stuff like that, meet new friends and stuff like that. And, and, and it's a way for you guys to connect with us, which is really good. So let us know what you guys want out of social media. Throw it out on our social medias. Uh, we will be at Twitter, whether or not it changes, stays the same, or until the very last day. I'm going to be playing that violin as the Titanic goes down if I have to. I, I love Twitter, <laughs> and I'm cool hanging out there. Uh, last <laughs> bit before we go. We did, uh, over this weekend, lose Jason David Frank. He's the Green Ranger slash White Ranger. Uh, we all know him as Tommy. Uh, we, we lost him due to, unfortunately, suicide, which is something that uh, nobody can be prepared for. Uh, and it's it's obviously just, it just sucks all around for everybody involved. Um, we, there's nothing we could say to make this any better, but we are going to have in the description, the very top link is going to be to the suicide hotline. At that point, you know, there's nothing you can lose. Just give it a call and see. And they also have sources for those who are close to a situation where this happens for reaching out so uh that's gonna be the first link in the description guys you know just check it out get familiar with the with their website too we'll link that as well um both both will be there i think that's it for this this week and you guys have a wonderful holiday try to enjoy your thanksgiving with family and friends and we'll see you guys next week bye see you later nerds <laughs>